0: There isn't a one-size-fits-all marketing approach to selling real estate. And sure, there's best practices, but I think that you need to develop a strategy that's unique to your brand or your business and that highlights your superpower. So welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you find your superpower and exploring creative solutions to build a more visible brand that consistently delivers an exceptional customer experience. Whether you're selling real estate, loans, title, or escrow, doesn't matter. We've got you covered.
1: Let's go. All right. Welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a really neat tool that Ricardo and I found called TopHap, spelled T-O-P-H-A-P. And we're going to be speaking with Anton Danielovich. So Anton's the uh, CEO of TopHap, and he's going to walk us through the product. But before we dive into it, Part of the reason that we got so excited, Ricardo and I, and Scott, unfortunately, couldn't be here today. But the reason we got so excited about it is because really prior to this product, there were only a couple of ways to figure out what was going on in an area. One way was that you sold a bunch of homes and so you knew. One way is that you looked through a bunch of spreadsheets that you had to go first find, maybe dig up out of some obscure county website. And the final way was you talked to your title guy who had a toolkit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, what do I do with all this? And so when we laid eyes on TopHap, it was like, wow, this is a powerful and super cool way to visualize all this. And so Anton, tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you come from? And then why Top TopHap?
2: TopHap is top homes and properties. And I've been in residential real estate for the past 18 years. Two years into my career, I did my first flip. And that led me on the path of heavy data and analytics and property and regional analysis as I grew my business around the investment segment of the industry. I got builder clients, investor clients, me, myself, I've built, developed, planned, remodeled properties. I mean, everything and anything in between over the last those 18 years are probably done. What I became frustrated with is even though I have 18 years of, at that point, 15 years of, of residential real estate experience, I was still very limited to my own market. 10 square foot mile radius at best, I knew what I was doing, but it really took me five to 10 years to get to the point where I was comfortable and, and I could call myself a seasoned agent. But then if I wanted to go ahead and help a client in Sacramento and Los Angeles and San Diego or even a neighboring city like Palo Alto, which is 30 miles away, I was stuck. There was nothing for me to really look at and understand the characteristics of those regions. And that really hit me. I really started thinking about my own journey as a real estate agent and how I got to understand characteristics of properties and neighborhoods where I live. And that was by doing deals. You get licensed. You do one transaction. You really don't know what you're doing, but you're still able to represent a client in that point in time, which blows my mind. But you get through it um, and you learn some data points about that property, that size of property within that neighborhood. You do three, four, five more, you kind of understand that street, maybe maybe that neighborhood. And five years later, maybe after 50 deals, you have a good grasp on that small region. And as representatives of this industry, we handle such an important transaction of a person's life, most of the time the most expensive, a $1.6 trillion industry annually nationwide. And we do this based on our own assumptions and experiences derived from doing deals, we should be licensed and put into a program like TopHap to learn the characteristics of, of a neighborhood and then be able to graduate and go start handling the biggest purchase and sale of their life. So yeah. that's what TopHap was born. It allows you to understand everything you need to know about a property or region within minutes while you're having coffee on your phone uh-huh. instead of spending years within that neighborhood. Or, or, or digging, digging through the, the
0: MLS system. system.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about what the tools that are out there now. There there are different search portals, CMAs, which are great, but nothing that really helps you understand, right? The only way you can understand is doing deals in that particular area. And again, you're limited to that particular area. We solved that
1: problem. Before we dive into showing everyone what this thing looks like, and we're going to get into this thing in detail. Ricardo, you talked to one of Haps current clients. What did they have to say?
0: So I, I think Anton kind of, kind of nailed it, right? If you're trying to get information about different areas, you're limited to logging into the MLS, pulling data from that area and kind of piecemealing that data and information for yourself. And right now, this year, COVID is doing what? It's causing a lot of people to you know, up and relocate. People are moving around. She loves that she can log into one portal, access data, and everything is in one location and it's accessible. It's at her fingertips and she can educate herself on different parts of the the state, the country,
1: whatever. Yeah, well, it's the state for right now because you guys are still, tell us about where you are as a company and what you're aiming at here.
2: We are in California and our nationwide expansion starts next year. More than likely by the end of the second quarter of 2021, we will have Analytics Nationwide as we evolve our MLS relationships within all the major football cities, as we call it. So mm-hmm. over the next 12 to 24 months, TopHap will be completely in all the 50 states.
1: Awesome. All right, well, without further ado, let's go ahead and pull this thing up. Here we go. So this is TopHap, and I'm looking at what here? This is the map view. Yes,
2: yeah, so this is really good. What you're looking at is our secret sauce. Everything on the bottom are categories for our analytics layers. Each one of them covers value, property, information, regional hazard market, as you see, and every one of those has a sub layer within it. So you're looking at over 80 different type of data points that'll allow you to segment and get you this type of granular research in any type of zoom level about properties or regions, including what things cost, what they should rent for, how much things have appreciated over the last one month, a year. There's a ton of things that we can spend the next hour talking about
1: let's talk about the philosophy of kind of your design and how you're hoping your user interacts with this for a second. So why a heat map and why a color heat map?
2: As humans, you know, if you look at all the caves, we drew first. Everything in the Egyptian times and the caveman times, there's draw. We recognize patterns and the best way to dissect patterns and differentiate them is with color. The reason we, our heat map is light to dark, but it's green to purple. And that's because 30% of men are actually colorblind. So, Dustin, if you turn the listings off up in the map legend where it says, where it says show listings up okay. on the left, yep. so we can see the color map, we can clearly see patterns, right? We can see darker colors, lighter colors, and darker colors always represent a higher value of whatever layer that you're looking at. Oh, wow. What's turned on right now is the property value layer. So right now we can see the higher price points in the selected map view.
1: Here's yeah. the price points yeah. rising, right? I mean, so we're this is Orange County, and mm-hmm. you can see that along the coast, right? Newport, Laguna, it's it's dark purple because those are the highest property price points. You can see in Coto, the same is true, and then you get a real sense of like, hey, look, you know these these properties down in South County and Mission, and up in Garden Grove, Santa Ana area, these are sort of the mid range, and you know immediately if you're if you're working with a client who says, hey, you know, kind of where can I afford to live, and you know they're hanging out in the you know lower end of the spectrum. Well, that's going to tell you kind of you're going to be up in this region or maybe down over here. And if you're in somebody who's you know a millionaire client, well, then you're going to be hanging out kind of over in, in some of these more exclusive areas. And what I like is you know everyone knows the coast is valuable, but maybe you don't know that there are these little pockets in places like San Juan Capistrano where there's some really high end properties near an area your client might want to live.
2: Absolutely, and you know who knows this information is the seasoned agent that covers that region. But that's <laughs> right now we know it. Then that's the magic about this. And as you zoom in, the map will readjust based on the zoom level. And even if you step into a cheaper neighborhood, it'll show you where the more expensive homes in those shipping are, right? And that's the magic all the way down to the parcel level. You see what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you go all the way down to the parcel level where we can see each individual properties, you can now see street by street trends and see which street is more expensive than the ones next to it, right? Wow. You can see that the homes to the left are cheaper than the ones to the right. And then the values are flowing where? They're flowing to the east and north. So you see this pattern, right, of property values. And this is just one layer telling you that story.
1: Yeah, so this is Ladera Ranch. This is actually near where I live, and you can see you can see exactly that. So Ladera is a really interesting high density combination, uh, high high income value kind of community. You get a good mix of both, and you can see exactly how the master planner has laid it out. And so if somebody wants to live in Ladera Ranch, but they want to live in a maybe a little bit nicer area, then you're gonna head over to like Sky Isle. I love this. You have the neighborhoods, Covenant Hills Village, right? I mean. That's some really powerful knowledge. And if I, especially if I'm a newer agent and I don't know these neighborhoods, I can sound very knowledgeable when I go and talk to my mm-hmm. clients who are interested in Ladera Ranch and say, Oh, yeah, you, you know, you want to buy in the, you know, kind of million dollar range. Well, then you're looking in, you know, Covenant Hills Village or Sky Island. They're going to be like, Dang, you know that stuff, right? Absolutely. And, and what you can do if you go into a
2: region and go down to new places, the most second important question is, What school does this belong to? So we actually, if you go to the region, the third one to the left, and then go scroll down, go to uh, unique zones, and on the map, you can see the school or neighborhood. So toggle between the two. On the left on the legend.
1: We'll do school first.
2: Okay, so if you zoom out, again, you can see the school zone differences, right? And then look at that up above. There's one neighborhood that shares a different school zone. And as if you hover over, it'll actually tell you what schools belong to those particular neighborhoods. Oh, wow. If you want to see neighborhood designation, <laughs> right, you hit neighborhood and see what the neighborhood outlines are.
1: So, what does neighborhood tell me?
2: The type of neighborhood. So, it, it shows you clusters oh. of specific neighborhood types because they're different. Even uh, though one could be backing up to the next, it's, it, it's, it's different. With schools, you can have one street sharing a different school zone, even though it's the same neighborhood. And it's crazy to see this type of different value insights from a tool right here, so, you know, as we're as we're zooming around. So yeah, zoom in a little bit closer and you'll see what I mean. That's wild. And again, that's a school zone and or neighborhood layers. And you have 80 of these or so that are just dissecting these regions and properties and giving you all the answers to understand what you're doing, you know, including... Rental estimates and all the other value type of things.
1: If your client wanted to send their kids to Ladera Ranch Elementary, and you moved them over here to like Meridian, those kids are going to go to Oso Grande Elementary. And you like, "What? I thought this was all the same." That's crazy. I didn't even know about that. Wow. And you know how much of a
2: mundane task it was for me to find out school information. It was so annoying. <laughs> What's cool is this. I'm like, where, where, where do you do I even
0: come? get that information before? Oh my god, it was, it was
2: you couldn't answer that. You know, quickly, quickly. That's the whole point. So now you can. And one of the feedback, consistent feedbacks that we get from our users because we constantly talk to everybody, they're more informed, and their clients pick up on that because they have all the answers at their fingertips. Anything your client asks you, you can answer with Top Hat. You win more deals because of this. You know, it's it just goes on and on, the value proposition for this value.
0: Being the local knowledge expert instills confidence. Correct. With the client and the process.
2: Correct, because who gets the listing or the buyer, right? The smartest guy in the room. And at the end of the day, how do clients judge how smart you are? Well, it's by how many deals you've done because you know more or how much data you have available to you right off the tip of your tongue when you, when you communicate with them. We have a new agent that just closed her first transaction being in the business for less than two months because she was able to <laughs> distill confidence in her buyer client to trust her with her home purchase because of this tool. This is priceless.
1: So tell us about some of the other kind of hidden features in here or some of the, I mean, there's just so much information. If I were a brand new user to TopHap, where would you tell me to look first? Go in the question
2: mark on the left. You see where it says help? On the left? On the left of the, right above your name. So we have Top hep Academy. So that's the first thing you should do. There's probably a series of 15 videos. They're all one to three minutes long, very short, easily to consume. And just watch them. It'll give you a very good foundation of what's available within the platform and how to use it. What we're going to start adding um, early next year are use case videos, where it's going to say, identifying the hottest neighborhood, where the values are flowing, how to run comparables, historic comparables. So for now, this exists to show you how to use the platform. And soon we're going to start adding media to show you how to actually use it for specific use cases.
1: Okay, so let's assume I've watched some of these Top TopHap Academy videos and now I'm kind of hanging out in here. What do you call this down here? What do you call these? These
2: are our analytics layers. So you know, value analytics, property analytics, regional analytics. So
0: let me zone in on the value analytics. What sort of information is that giving me? So number one is our top estimate. We
2: wrote our own AVM. And the reason we took on this monumental task is because all of the AVMs that are currently in the market that we've tested are not good enough to help establish value. And here's why. They're what we call nearest neighbor model. So what they're really saying is if this home sold for this much, this house is a quarter mile away that matches it, then that means it should be sold for this much as well. But what it doesn't know is the usability of the land the lot slope, the noise levels, the desirability of a neighborhood, how quickly things sell if they sell over asking price. So we use every single data point within these 80 or so analytics layers to improve our valuation model. We've inserted Starbucks locations and that improved that accuracy almost 1%. So <laughs> our home values are affected by Safeway stores or Starbucks or gas stations. Never mind the obvious being permits being pulled for a Google campus. There's this micro activities that increase a regional's desirability and properties within it. We track all of that. Noise pollution for flight paths or from the freeway. We know things are loud in the freeway. And if you go into the region section, and if you type in noise, you can see how loud things are around the freeway because noise travels in different directions. So
1: Oh, yeah. You can see that's a busy street right there. Oh, and here's the freeway.
2: Yeah. So zoom into that and you can see how each individual parcel is actually being affected by the road noise Wow. and how far, how far that sound travels. Our valuation model takes these values into consideration and either dings the property for high noise level or improves it because it's low.
1: How in the world do you possibly know that? It- <laughs>
2: yeah. So you guys, I mean, you are looking at an analysis over 200 billion data points uh-huh. and two years of training our true machine learning model to do what it's doing. And it's getting better. It's getting better every day. We've improved our error rates over the last two years by 8%. We started over 10% error rate on our estimates on median, and now we're around 23 We're consistently improving and we're adding more data sets to improve those values. Because what we want to come to is a trusted top-up estimate number. When you look at our estimate, and that's another feedback that we've gotten from our agents, they can't believe how accurate the accuracy of it and Uh how true to value it really showing a property to be worth. We also show you our accuracy level because we're very transparent. If you go to value and pick top-up estimate accuracy towards the bottom and zoom out to a higher level. Here you can see how accurate we are within any given region. Look at by the water, hover over it. You can see there's so much purple there, 99%
1: accurate. We have used a lot of tools, Ricardo and I and others, have used a lot of tools and the coast always gets us. And the reason why is because it's not like you just have a property on the coast. It's You have a custom property on the coast. So where you have all these properties, which are, you know, one neighborhood's kind of the same as the next neighborhood. Pretty cookie cutter. They're all pretty cookie cutter. On the coast, it's not like that. So, so you're saying... That on the coast with these custom homes and all the crazy crap that people do to their house, you're within 99% accuracy on pricing it out.
2: Correct. So go zoom in <laughs> and show you. Kurt, that's exactly what I mean. And this is this is why we spent so much time. And as an agent, I knew we needed to get this custom home segment accurate because that's really the hardest thing to do. So if you zoom in, you can see how we predicted the price on those sales over the last 20 years. So the the parcels that are lit up are the parcels that have sold and traded hands in the last 20 years. And that's how accurate we were to predicting that sales price at that time. You can see there's some lower ones, 72, 77, 71, even 52. Majority of them
1: are in the high 90s. Just to be clear, so I'm looking, I see a sold price of $3,300,000. Mm-hmm. estimate of 1,826. dollars mm-hmm. That's where you had an inaccuracy. But I, I want to be clear, that sales price was in 2016. So should these two numbers, should the one million eight and the 3,300,000 uh, be like proximate to one another? Or, well,
2: okay. So here's the thing: we don't know much about this property, right? So for some reason, we predicted the sales to be lower than what it's estimated to be. Turn on the top the estimate layer. Let's see what it says that place is worth today.
1: Uh, the show listings, or I
2: have, I have Dennis here that wants to comment on on the valuation model or CTO if you guys don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. So I'm not going to try and guess his last name, though. <laughs>
2: the estimate is actually showing today's estimate. The,
3: the error is actually showing the error that it was during that time of the last transaction, right? So, if you do click on the property and you look at the historical chart, you will see what the estimate was at the time of the sale of that property, right? So, in this case, you scroll down and you will see the value chart. We just need to go to March of 2016, right? So, you can see our estimate for this property at that point was, was 1.6. Right? Okay. But yes, there is an error and we have, we're we constantly tuning our AVM because we're capturing these errors. And, and that's really one of our big goals is to be so transparent, to show you where we are accurate, which errors we have, because we are using exactly the same tools for our
2: own knowledge to, again, train the platform and be better and be fully transparent. Also, one more thing that makes our valuation model unique, all the big boys of the world that everybody knows, they use the list price to set the baseline where they predict the sales price from. So think about that. An agent lists a home, that's their baseline. And then they set up, once the home is sells, they advertise their accuracy or error rate between those two numbers. We don't do that. We won't use a list price because if you look on Zillow and their valuation graphs, you'll see that more than likely than not, when a home is listed, the value jumps up because up to that point, their valuation wasn't accurate to begin with. Mm-hmm. So we knew right off the bat that we couldn't do that because that's cheating. You're cheating. You're you using another data point that somebody else put in to set your baseline for your valuation. That's crazy. So we have achieving these type of accuracy rates or error rates without ever using the list price as a baseline. Again, I can't wait to take this national and really give everybody a true valuation model that at this point will be the most accurate on the market.
1: My clients here at Lighthouse Escrow, we work with a large number of people who do investing and flipping. What sorts of tools do you have for these people within TopApp?
2: We're developing more investor-friendly features. Right now, what we have is uh, rental yields and rental estimates for buy and hold. And we also allow you to identify properties with the most upside potential if you want to go ahead and improve. So if you zoom out, The rental estimate will live in the value layer. The rental yield will live in the investment layer, gross rental yield. So here we can see what regions you should be attracted to based on sales price versus rental amounts. we also show you full permit information. If you want to track neighborhood activity of permits, who's pulling demo permits? If there's an increase in demo permits, this is a good sign. That means the neighborhood is beginning to go through a turnover or maybe the older population is moving out and the new guys are coming in and they're beginning to redo the homes. You get into a neighborhood like that before it becomes very popular, you're going to get in there before the value wave. That's the trick, you know? So using this tool it helps you identify pockets like that with the different layers. Here you have the permit types. You can go in with type in the legend. You can pick a permit you want to look for, home addition, HVAC kitchen. And then wow. you can also assess the last two years, five years, 10 years. We have 30-year historic data for every single residential property in the state of California.
1: Dustin, usually you got to do what to get this data? I mean, you have, you'd have you have to go to the county somehow, right? Yeah. You'd have to go to the county and, and ask them or look. I don't even know. Can you look it up? I yeah.
2: You know, I, you know how I used to do this? Because I used to solicit new construction homes and try to get their listings is I would go to the county website. I would pull up every single, you know, type of a permit. I would print them. Then I would have to go to my MLS and type (laughs) in the addresses, you know. It was a full day thing, right? Yeah. So, and then I have to look them up on the map. Where do they exist? And here, if you zoom in, it'll take you to the parcel of what home actually has this permit. And then you can go into it and you can look at its full permit history over the last ownership time. So, here they are.
1: So a lot of people are adding a home in this neighborhood.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I think that might be like a whole apartment building or something. So we have to take a look uh, what's going on there. But yeah, you can see this, you know, what is this little permits? So take a look at the upper portion of the card. It's a 17 total permits for this property. And if you scroll all the way down to history, not only can you see owner history, property history, sales, foreclosure, loan, but you also see permit history which shows you all of the permits pulled over the lifetime of the property and all of their details. Pick permit off the selection at the top. You see this full listing permit, boom. And then you can expand these guys.
1: So they move their, bar-
2: they move their barbecue pit and pool shower. Just be informed. The, the, the name of the game is be informed. Like how do we transact and buy real estate? And we know more less about that asset than a guy who's, who's buying stocks. You know, I mean, think about the stock, <laughs> right? Like, you know, everything and anything on your stocks app about the performance of your $500 stock. But when you buy a home hey, for um, half a million or a million, you yeah. know, nothing.
1: Wow. That's crazy. Well, and it's also kind of the question of if you're representing the buyers and you're touring a house and they're like, hey, is this permitted work? Go look it up. See if it shows up right here. Correct. Let me, I'll, I'll, yeah,
2: you're, you're <laughs> able to tell them on the spot. <laughs> and that and that's value right yeah. i think what's happened not i don't think i know because i've se- i know the world before zillow what's happened is zillow has taken away a really great value task which was providing our clients with homes home at homes right you had to call an agent to provide a the homeless they took that away right and since then there hasn't really been a tool that helps us helped us improve our value in front of our clients' consumers' eyes. They think they can do everything in the world. They're Zillow warriors, right? So, But that's not true. There's so much more to your real estate transaction and to understanding the dynamics of a real estate market. With a tool like this, we can actually show that value to them and, and in their eyes become once so again... Can,
0: you can actually answer their questions instead of saying, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, this is a reality. They think we're filling out, you know, contracts and getting paid thousands of dollars for them. And if they could, a lot of them would not be using us, you know, and we got to, we got to switch that. We got to show them that we do bring value, which we really do. And we need to do that with these data-driven insights, data-driven advice, not opinions.
1: Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And you know, one of the things it's, it's, this is something Ricardo and I have talked a lot about offline and even on the show. It's that information, you you can't stop information from escaping, right? So if if you think your value to somebody is that you have a corner on the market of information, like maybe that's true right now, but down the road, that's not going to be true. Down the road, tools are going to make it so that anyone can have access to information. But what I love is that you as an agent, and anyone who is an experienced agent, or even a new agent who just knows how to think about this stuff, like you've got to have an interpretive layer on this information, You got to be able to know how to dive into something like this and make sense of it for someone who just doesn't specialize or spend their whole day here. And so what you've done is you've made it super easy for agents who know what kinds of questions to ask, who know what sorts of challenges can come up in a transaction. But maybe they just don't know where to find out if this property has those challenges or doesn't know where to go direct their questions. You can direct all of that here into TopHap and then you walk away feeling like, like just like a rock star for your clients.
2: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. definitely a rock star for your clients and the clients love you for it because you have the answers. And one of the features that we're developing to promote this type of collaboration is a branded portal. This is where agents will be able to invite their clients and and collaboratively search the site, search properties, share search homes and, and, and regions. That's all coming within the next, I would say 30 to 45 days. So lots of collaboration features are coming where agents can onboard their clients onto the tool
1: and work with them. That's insane. Can you give us a little kind of snapshot on what it would look like to have your clients using this tool?
2: Yeah, so I mean, it would be very simple. You guys will be saving searches and properties and there will be a screen that that will kind of in tiles that will show all the different type of activities that you're working on. You'll be able to see how much time your client is spending and what they're focusing on. They'll be able to kind of like, let's say they preset the screen like you just have done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Say, well, this is interesting for whatever reason. You've picked your property filters right you've picked your analytics filters maybe you've circled the region and you want to share that with your agent that say let's talk about these specific points here what do they mean
0: essentially they're signing up to receive like IDX listing drips or are you sending IDX listings, or are they just logging into the portal to view properties no well you can you can do a
2: saved search and you can update them hey a new listing has hit your you know your search criteria. But it's not just a home for sale. Maybe it's a home for sale with the highest upside potential within the neighborhood, the best walkability, the lowest noise pollution, right? It's all of these extra filters and things that we're analyzing. And if they are data-driven type of people and they want to dive deeper with you, you can do that together on this platform.
1: That's awesome. I think that's just so amazing. So (laughs) let's talk about what is the cost to use TopHap? So we have three tiers. Our middle tier, which
2: is a $55 a month tier that you prepay for the year goes back down to 45 bucks. That's really the agent tier. This is 80% of the features that we're looking at right now. They exist and live there. If somebody just wants to zoom around TopHap and look at some of the basic analytics, it's 15 bucks a month. If you just want to do home search, all of that is free. You want to do home search, rental search, come on, enjoy it. And then for the data geeks like myself that really want to dive deep and spend as much time as they can on one street, <laughs> okay. it, there's, there's $150 here, which is the expert tier that we call. So you can start at the lowest and graduate. As you learn the tool, you move all the way up. All the new features that are coming in next year, they're going to be just more features to beef up the existing tiers and make them that much more valuable. You know, The branded portal, the printable reports, our new app is coming, which is going to blow everything away. I'll share this with you guys. You'll be able to walk up to any home, point at it, and it gives you all the property no. details, like via AR. No. Like that. <laughs> no more typing and address. And if you're driving through the neighborhood, there's an associated card via augmented reality that's hovering over each individual house as you're passing by. And you can just click on any one of them and just get all the property details. On what? top of that... The lower third of the screen is full neighborhood statistics of the neighborhood that you're driving through. <laughs> so what this does is allows you to just pull out all of these type of insights without ever logging in. And then when you get home, you want to go deeper, you can. That should be ready by summertime.
1: Oh my gosh. That's nuts.
2: Dennis surprised me with his feature. This was totally his That's idea. Funny. And I was the same way. I wasn't as this... The last time I was this excited is when we thought of top half, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then now I'm like, I'm blown away. So I, I know your response to this.
1: That's so powerful, especially if you're, you know, you're out and you're with your clients, you're maybe you're a buyer's agent, you're out with your clients, and you're on your way to one house, but you're kind of in a neighborhood and you see some other stuff going on. And it's like, hey, let me just pull this up and show you what's happening right here in this neighborhood. I mean, that's, that's just one use case. Or if you're, if you're somebody who's you know, maybe going to look at an investment property for a flipping potential and you want to know what's going on kind of around you immediately, you, know, you just point your phone and, and look at the properties near the one you're looking to invest.
2: Correct. Correct. If you're driving through the neighborhood with your wife and she's just kind of pointing at the properties as you're driving by and when you see all the neighborhood and statistical information, right? That's there. wild. The game for us has always been access, you know, the, the relevant information for everybody to, at their fingertips right now.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about who TopHap is for. I mean, obviously, it's for real estate agents. I hear you talking about moving in a kind of consumer-focused direction as well, which is really neat. If someone's watching this right now and is just excited by what they're seeing, But maybe they don't quite know where they fit. Can you help us to get a sense of like, who is the client base that you have right now that just uses the heck out of this thing?
2: Agents, number one. And the reason being is because, you know, agents to me, that's just my people, you know, 18 years in this business. And I also think this is the group that is severely underserved. Consumers have a million tools. Appraisers have a million tools. Even investors have a ton of tools, but... Realtors kind of got left behind, you know, that was always our main focus, but understanding that real estate analytics has no boundaries. It's for anybody and everybody, but it's our particular tool is for that data-driven person, Mm -hmm. somebody that wants to leave no stone unturned, right? They want to understand everything they possibly can to make a more of an educated data-driven decision. And because of that, we find a small amount of consumers on our site, appraisers, lenders, investors but mostly agents who are transacting on a daily basis and not doing one, you know, like an, an investor could maybe do a couple of transactions a year. It'll help tens and dozens of people, you know, dozens of people. That's awesome. So, so everybody's welcome to come and use TopHap. You know, it's our, our goal, our mission is to empower the real estate community, no matter who they might be.
1: Now, tell me a little bit about what I'm looking at over here, just since we haven't spe- spoken about this yet.
2: Oh, God. Okay. So, I mean, look, we can talk about it. So, you have the listing module that's up above. Mm -hmm. We have the rentals module. This is where you can find properties for rent. Our insights module, if if that is, you only see one feature within it. What this shows you is the price per square foot curve based on the size of a home, based on the selection of the map that you're looking at. So, if you zoom in the map in and out, you will see this change.
1: Okay, so let's go into let's go into a high kind of price neighborhood here.
2: And you can even draw around the neighborhood. Or you can even type in Crystal Cove. I mean, you know, we, we try to think of everything. So take a look within this selected area. Oh my gosh. This price per square foot, you know, jumps high at, at the bigger the homes are. You know, if you ever have a guy that's trying to sell a a three thousand square foot house and he's using comps from six thousand square feet. You can tell them, look, you can not do that. And here's why.
1: If you're buying a house between three and 5,000 square feet, you're going to pay, you know, you're going to pay about what is this is telling me a thousand bucks a foot. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to pay about a thousand bucks a foot, which is just like, all right. Well, what that tells you, I think is this is kind of the normative range, but as soon as you get into 6,000 square feet, that's a premium product. Right, Like 5,000 is normative, 6,000 is premium, even though from maybe just like a straight mathematical perspective, if you don't have, I would expect, let me tell you what I would expect. I would expect this chart to maybe just climb linearly, but what actually is happening is it's climbing exponentially and, and the, ex, the exponential curve starts at 6,000.
2: And you know, different neighborhoods have different characteristics. There's some that fall. There's a price per square foot that falls the bigger the house gets. Then really? there are ones that are a wave. Right. Uh-huh. Where, so you really, truly explore any area. And this why, curve why, would, it, why would it fall? Well, because price per square foot for bigger homes in different locations is lower it, where we live. If you type in Danville, California, you will see this being a complete opposite. It's, it, 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 it's, it's different. Every, and even every neighborhood within each city is different. You know, here you go. Who knows this kind of stuff? Seasoned agents that have been doing business there for five plus years. Now we know this. Now you know this within wow. a second. So if you want to find a property to build, right, you probably want to go where price per square foot is higher because the bigger home you build, build your cost to build is still the same. Doesn't matter if you're building 1,000 square feet or 6,000. Actually, the bigger probably goes down. This helps you identify perfect building markets, just this insights. And there's more, more uh, features going into this module very shortly.
1: Yeah, wow. Look, there, there wow. it is. Uh, that's exactly what you were just talking about. Huh.
2: Yeah, so you can see newer homes versus older homes and what price per square foot does. Then you can do lot, bedroom counts. You can even see what bedroom counts bring in higher price per square foot because that's true. You can have a 3,000 square foot house that's a 3 3 and a 4 3 being comp- priced differently because the <laughs> desirability for the room. That extra room could be an extra 10% in price per square foot.
1: Yeah, wow. Look at that. So like three is great, four, you start losing price per square foot. Correct. You think, oh, well, this is going to, I mean, it could be, it could be net more because you might have a little bit bigger house. Mm -hmm. Overall, you're not making on a per square foot basis. That's interesting.
2: What this shows you, the desirability for a six bedroom home here is low. Yeah. If in some regions it's high, it's expected. And it probably is because maybe homes there are bigger too. So it's a combination of why this is happening.
1: So if I had a home that was three bedrooms, but maybe I could turn one of my big living rooms into another bedroom because I'm thinking, I'm going to get more money for this. Nope. Because my square <laughs> footage didn't increase and the price per square foot on four bedroom isn't as des- People are looking for three bedroom homes in this area.
2: You, 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 let me show you how you can do this specific to each property. So okay. zoom into a parcel level and let's pick a random home. Okay. Go to uh, listings. 11 Margaret Lane. Let's go down to the ARV calculator. Try adding a bathroom.
1: <laughs> oh wow. So if I were to get a full bath, this thing thinks I'm going to go up I'm going to go up 60,000. So what this does, this is
2: rerunning the valuation number on this specific home as if it existed. So this isn't a linear addition. An extra bathroom is worth 50 grand. This actually, again, runs this through the valuation model and gives this evaluation of a property if this was here in real life today. And reduce the age of the home. You'll see what starts happening. You can improve the condition of the property. And sometimes you can either overbuild it for a region where you'll start getting no return for the amount of bedrooms or square feet that you add.
1: This is interesting. So we're at 18 years. If it was 17 years, it would actually go down in value. But if it were 16 years, it would go up almost Almost $40,000.
2: Yeah. So what this is really telling you when you look at this is the nearest comparables in the neighborhood that were this many years old probably sold for less money. So this is why market expertise comes into play. And that's why realtors are really good at this is because they can say, well, you know, 16, 17 years is really not a big deal. But if you highlight this and go five years and type in five years and see what it's worth, this (laughs) neighborhood does not warrant new construction properties right? So everything that's here that's selling for higher dollar amounts is older. Now, if you go down to the flats here where the smaller homes are like Mesa orchards and stuff, I know this neighborhood very well. Those regions favor new construction homes. Like down here? Like if you go up it says like 3 million, 2.4 million, like those guys up there. Up, up, up. To your right, to your right, to your right. Oh, here? Yeah, yeah. Like these guys. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Yeah, pick one of those and then go down to the calculator and, you know, make this house one years old and see what happens to it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Now improve its condition, say superior because it's new construction. Boom. I know this to be true because I know this region very well. But the reason I use these two examples is because in the hills where we were, that area is not as desirable and people are not willing to pay more for new construction as they do in the flats. Now, how do we know which area is flat and in the hills? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> go to the region <laughs> section, go to region, right, and go elevation. boom, okay? Now, what if we want to take a look and, and see how usable any of these lots in the hills are? Sure, the elevation is high, right? So do this, hit through hit the 3D elevation tool on the right of the map, and then pick one of those purple lots. And then you can zoom around it whether with your mouse. I don't know if you have a, a, a pad with your fingers or you can see these on the left and on the bottom, these toggles. Here you can see a visual representation of the slot. It looks semi-flat. It goes up, right? But as you explore other lots in the area, you'll be able to see some funky, you know, layouts. You can just click on the two neighboring lots and see what those look like as well. All right, that one's somewhat flat Let's look at that one right? all of these are gentle so yeah you here you get to see a true visual representation of the lot topography that one you just had on look at that slope
1: yeah look at its just like boom yeah. and you can, this lot you're I mean you can maybe build up here but the rest of it's just running downhill this correct. is right like here correct
2: correct and again all of this type of information gets fed into our valuation model because one acre flat versus one acre usable is a completely different value of a property. And we know this this to be true. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. uh, You can get stuck on this, right? Just clicking, pressing, learning. (laughs) You you, you can zoom around this with, (laughs) if you have a mouse, you just grab the screen and turn it around. You can uh, use the... Is this,
1: is why I use this little arrow thing? I'm trying to grab it to turn it around, but I'm also, it's also, this is all it's doing is it's dragging it. Okay. I'm sure it's not you. I'm sure it's my program. (laughs) I mean, look, I
2: mean, and and things like that, uh, if you watch the top-up tutorial, there's like 10 ways to turn this thing around, depending on whether you're using a phone, an iPad, a mouse, or a key, you know, pad thing. So the cool thing is you can go all the way around it and really see every single angle
1: of it. So really neat stuff. Wow. I mean, this is, but still, I mean, this really just gives you such a powerful visualization. And obviously this is where the house is because look at how flat it is versus... That is super cool. So some of this to to be able just to browse is free. Which plan would you need in order to be able to view something like like this level of detail? $50 $50 plan. Okay, so for $50 a month, you're able to provide this level of analysis. And I mean, this is screenshot ready. This is one of the things I really loved about your tool right when I saw it. I saw it on uh, Instagram is how I found you guys. And it was, it was picture ready on Instagram. And then I come in here, I, I could just see myself as an agent screen capping this and, you know, inserting it into a presentation that I'm giving right to my clients and saying, Hey, check this out. You know, you asked me about this property. You want to know how buildable it was. Well, this is what the elevation looks like. It looks like you've really only got, you know, this little corner here that you could do much with unless you're going to be flattening things out or, you know, doing some kind of some other things, right? Like you'd have to do work. You'd have to do work here. Bottom line. Correct that's easy to communicate versus maybe trying to share a chart or a spreadsheet and saying well you know you got 10% usable space it's like oh what
2: does that really mean right like where yeah. how because sometimes you can do a lot with 10%. so yeah you're absolutely right. That's awesome. Um, I want to be mindful of my ta- our ta- our time and I want to show you the coolest feature which I think you guys are going to just love.
1: Save the best for last. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let's go into compare mode. You see the module on the left? When we really think about a CMA tool or comparing, we're comparing properties and we're comparing them in a snippet of time of the last 90 days. Okay. You know, this home is worth this much because these homes sold in the last 90 days for this much. Really, that's kind of like, really? So what we've done is created this comprehensive compare tool. We call it CMA Plus that doesn't just allow you to analyze historic 20-year performance of a property compared to another property but also neighborhoods to neighborhoods, zip codes to zip codes, cities to cities, or neighborhood to city to zip code to property. It's crazy as you want to get. So type in a city that you're familiar with and let's add it. So what you're introduced to is a valuation graph of the last 20 years for this city. You can see the high point in 2006. And if you click on that high point and drag it to the low point, you can see how much the city fell during the crash. 36%. Wow. You can let go and do the same thing for the increase and see how much it grew. 68. You can look at, see what happened to the price per square foot by toggling the boxes on the left. You can see what's happened to the rental yields. You can see in the market tab, what's happened as far as inventory up above on the right next to estimate analytics. If you click market, Analytics, there you go. Right, market health, inventory, sold counts, days on market, all of this cool information pertaining to this city of Ladero Ranch. But here's where it becomes very powerful. If your client says, I'm either thinking about Ladero Ranch or, so fill in the blank for me, type it in.
1: Okay, Ricardo, we're going to Tustin for you.
2: (laughs) All right. Let's go back to estimate analytics.
0: Should have done Costa Mesa and (laughs) Tustin. Oh, you want <clears> to? <throat> let's actually do that. I'm, I'm down. Let's make this Let's make this for Ricardo because he's actually... I, I want to stay in Costa Mesa. My wife wants to go to Tustin. Right,
1: so here we go. So we've got Costa Mesa and Tustin, and we're going to do analytics. Yeah.
2: Right now, what we have is Ladera Ranch and Costa Mesa. Oh, Tustin. Okay. Yeah. Ladera Ranch is up there. Sorry. Okay. So take a look. Let's look and see how two recovered after the crash and which grew more. Wow.
1: So we'll start
2: <laughs> here and go to here. 86% versus 69%. That alone shows you where the desirability is between two. Now let's see how both of them fell. Let's see what the starting point for both was and where they ended up. They both fell about the same. But after the crash, one became more popular. You can see what has transpired in each on price per square foot changes, rental yield changes, market analytics, those things that I showed you. Or you can scroll down and now we can analyze different attributes of the two cities. What you see, what that's open is value attributes. You can see which city is more expensive and which one is less based on price points. Then you can open property attributes and regional attributes and assess each from that point of view and really geek out on all of this type of information. You can even see the the, the population information within each city. Are you moving in into a region where everybody's young and having kids or is everybody retired like retirement communities or, being, or, or, or getting divorced? All of that information really matters to us all, right? As agents, we can't advise and steer people based on these factors, but everybody needs to know, right? And if you as an agent can't advise, you can at least you know, direct your client here who can look for themselves. And again, we can do three, four, five of these cities compared to one another. We can look in a neighborhood versus another neighborhood within, it, within a zip code and just become this data expert in your region,
1: anywhere. What is uh, Educational Climate Index?
2: Yeah, this is, this is new for us. Yeah, there is the tooltip in the a, in a description. And actually, maybe that's another.
1: Because that we- it looks like there, what does that mean?
2: Dennis, you want to elaborate on this first, since you're the expert of the school module. <laughs> Dennis is back. That's a layer. So if you do go over the tool tab, so uh, tooltip, if you just
3: mouse over the educational climate index uh, to the left, right, this is coming from the United States Census. Right, it includes multiple different factors that include, you know, things like graduating rate, you know, types of schools, testing over time, etc. So there's quite a few of the factors of that area to actually give you this educational climate index which looks really interesting on the, on the map. And you will definitely see correlations to geographies that have higher or lower values that you, that, that you know of.
1: So what does the minus 2% tell me?
3: The educational climate index in Costa Mesa is 2% less than in Tustin. Interesting. So everything in the second column is always being compared to the subject property, which is in the first column. And you can change your subject property by clicking make primary on top. And now you will be comparing everything against itself. And again, this interface is made so that you have one, two, three, or even 10 different comparables all in one place. And you can scroll them horizontally and vertically. And they work great on the phone as well.
1: That's so, <laughs> so so cool.
2: Oh, hold on, hold on, man! Don't <laughs> I gotta step back in?
1: He he's like, all right, nerd yeah, out. For this reason, I'm out. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me work. <laughs> well, look, I Ant, really appreciate your time today. I think that this has just been such a fun exploration. I kicked the tires on this thing and didn't even get uh, like obviously, I barely just got to the tip of the iceberg on this thing because it is this is powerful, you know. And and in Ricardo's case, he's actually looking in these communities. Attention, all of his realtor friends who hasn't talked to you. He's so uh, he's actually looking in these communities and this is this is actionable this is actionable Intel oh yeah especially this I mean good grief like that, that difference of what was that 86 percent or 84 percent if you bought in Costa Mesa you would have appreciated 22 percent more that's crazy yeah
2: so I mean it's and look every Friday we're doing educational webinars so you know the, through the tool you'll be updated. And next year, every Wednesday, we're gonna start doing use case webinars, talking about one specific thing. So we understand this is something new; nobody's seen this before, and people need to be educated on how to use it. And we're here to help. So if anybody out there wants to set up a private uh, webinar for your office and, and all of your agents, we're we're here to help. We're very easily easy to communicate with through that question mark you know section that I showed you on the, on the website. Dennis or myself will get back to you within minutes. So we love hearing everybody's feedback. I ask that you guys follow us on Instagram for all the latest uh, updates, which is TopHap Inc. I hope this this tool makes your life and and, and business more successful.
1: Yeah, That's awesome. Well, hey, look, we'd love to have you guys back on once you roll out some of that augmented reality feature. To, uh, we'll send Ricardo out in the field. and have- <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Ricardo, coming at us live. Look at that. Awesome. Ridiculous. So yeah, thank you so, so much. And if you're listening to this podcast, you guys want to reach out. Top-hap, TopHap.com is where you can find... This website, you can sign up for free using, you can sign up for an account there. You can use your Facebook account. You can use Google, whatever you need to do. It's super easy to get access. You can start kicking the tires right now and have fun with it. And if it makes sense for you, I think you guys do like a seven day free trial or something like that, right? 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually test this thing out fully for your neighborhood, for yourself. Give it a shot and let us know what you think. You can go to marketingtrench.fm where you can find all of our previous episodes. You can also find how, how to contact us. Tell us what you think of TopHap or just reach out to Ricardo. He's always happy to talk to you. Uh, not me, don't talk to me. <laughs> If you're really interested in podcasts like these, we encourage you to go check out our sister podcast over at the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. We're a proud member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative and you can find them at realdisrupt.com. And that is kind of everything for us. Anton, hope you have a great day and uh, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you guys, Dustin, Ricardo. Appreciate it. It was a nice right. chat.
1: Yeah, likes, man. See you later. And until next time, this has been the Marketing Trench. Yeah.